Hi there. <laughs> this is Karen. <laughs> this is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I am so glad you're here, wherever it is for you that here is. Um, I'm guessing you found me on Edify or Audible, iHeart, Podbean, Apple, Google, or all of the other, some of the other, one of the other spectacular podcast services out there, wherever it is you found me though. Please do me a favor. Give me a review. I hope it's a good one. Um, and follow me. You can also follow me on Instagram by looking for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. And again, it's The Woman Inspired Podcast, not women, W-O-M-E-N. It's W-O-M-A-N because I am one woman. <laughs> all right. Um, you can also hop out to womaninspired.com, and that's where you'll get all the nitty-gritty about how to schedule me for a speaking engagement, how to order books I've written, and other social media links. All right, today's podcast episode is titled, Time to Inspect the Produce. All right, so we're going to start with some pod quotes. Here we go. This one is by Rick Warren. In God's garden of grace, even a broken tree can bear fruit. And then here is an anonymous quote. I think it's time we start inspecting the produce. Seems pretty innocuous, and you're probably wondering, what does that have to do with the podcast? Well, I heard a pastor on some recording say that the other day. I think it's time we start inspecting the produce. <laughs> Maybe it's been said a bunch of times, but it's the first I've heard that term used in the way that she put it. And I loved it, because isn't it true? Don't we need to inspect the produce? Don't we inspect fruit when we go to purchase it? Or if we have the opportunity to pick it fresh, don't we inspect it as we pluck it from the vine or the tree? You know, we turn it over to make sure it doesn't have any rotten spots or infestations. Ugh, let's get our mind off that. Um, <laughs> um, we, we make sure that it's not picked too early or too late and, and that it's not just hanging there dying on the vine. Kind of nasty and gross, right? I know when I go to buy watermelon, cucumbers, strawberries, any fruit, I make sure it doesn't have any bruised or rotting spots, for sure. So, no bad fruit coming into my house if I can help it. I don't want those little fruit flies that get in your drain and all that nasty stuff. Ugh. All right, again, off of the bug issue. <laughs> all right, of course, this pastor was not talking about cherries, blueberries, and papaya. She was talking about the kind of fruit that people bear. Not orchards in the field, but people in the churches, in the body of Christ, in the family of God, and really whether you want to recognize it or not we are all in the family of God so not just in the church buildings but people period we all bear fruit whether we realize it or not there's no way getting around it because we were made that way so hopefully you already know you already know that you belong to God and you are a part of the family of God that you were made with a purpose you were created by a design you were called to live this life bearing good fruit producing produce <laughs> as it were so God is God whether you say he is or not and whether you recognize it right now or not God is God the sky is blue even if you want to rename it purple the fact is it's blue you know it's one of those things like we've established over decades that a blueberry is indeed a blueberry right so to now come back and rename it a schnitzelberry just because someone likes that name better because they once put blueberries in schnitzel um, doesn't make that fruit any less a blueberry. <laughs> it is still a blueberry. And God is still God. 
He's a creator. He's the father. He is I am. So that just is because he just is. So when this pastor says she thinks it's time we start inspecting the produce, she's talking about everyone under the sun created by God. And for her congregational purposes, she was speaking specifically of everyone in her church who bears fruit and that perhaps it's time that their fruit is inspected. I mean, it's like, are they doing what they're supposed to do? This is what she's talking about. Are they doing what they say they're doing? It should show. Others would be able to know. But sometimes in church, especially in an organized religion, uh, or unorganized religion, a lot of them are, but in a church, we put on happy fruit-colored glasses and pretend that no one is bearing bad fruit, and we don't want to address it. We do that in families, in friend networks, at work. Yeah, we just put on these little happy fruit colored glasses and we just pretend that everything looks great and all the produce is great. So yes, perhaps in her congregation, in all the churches, in the body of Christ, in our, our group of family and friends, in our work lives and in ourselves, we need to be inspecting some produce. The Bible says in John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The word abide here means to bear patiently, to withstand and endure without complaining. Interesting, huh? <laughs> okay, without complaining. <laughs> so he is saying, I chose you, I appointed you, and I'm asking you to go bear fruit and make it good. And no matter what trials and hard times you face, no matter whether you always get your way or not, I want you to bear good fruit. Fruit meaning the thing that comes from you, what the stuff that grows out of you, the things that you produce, like the work of your hands, um, the things that you produce by your talent, your skill, your, your attitude, your treatment of others. The hours in the day, how do you use them? The, what comes out of that? The, the love that you show people. And conversely, if you're bearing bad fruit, it could be what's growing is stinky fruit that comes from the hate that you spew or the disrespect that you show people or the lies that you tell or the manipulating that you do. So this is why the pastor said some inspecting of the produce needs to be done because there are people in our churches, in our families, in our, in, in our friend groups who are growing along. And I say that growing, not going, growing along, bearing bad fruit. And no one is calling them out on it. No one is letting them know that it's not only not acceptable, it's just plain rotten. So Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. In other words, that fruit that comes out at the branch, it comes from the tree or the fruit that comes out at the vine or out at the, the little branches off of the vine. It has to come there. There's a core. There's a foundation. There's a place where it gets its nourishment. It's and it comes from that. So. John fifteen four and fifteen five goes on to say, For apart from me you can do nothing. So here in John fifteen, Jesus is telling us that if we stay in him, if we abide in him, in other words, if we endure, if we withstand, remember what abide means, if we're patient with him, we can bear good fruit. He's not asking us to do it alone. 
or he's not saying, hey, do these things and then leave me alone. No, he's saying he will be right here with us in it all. And if we abide in him, we stand with him, he will help us bear good fruit. And then like it says in, in John fifteen sixteen, we can ask God for anything, period. We can ask anything of God our Father in Jesus' name. We can ask him anything. But he wants us to invite in him. He wants us to be obedient. He wants us to bear good fruit. And then we can ask him of anything. You know, you hear a lot of people misquote this and say, you know, God will give you anything. Well, no, <laughs> that's not what it says. It doesn't say he will give you everything you ever wanted. Jesus isn't saying he will give us whatever we want when we want. He's saying that when we bear good fruit and we abide in him and we stay in him, we're with him, we partner with him. There will be blessings and we can go to him and ask for any blessing as well. And if he thinks it aligns with his will for your life and that it's good for you, then you got it. Okay. Sometimes we don't like it because we don't like the answers. When we, when we're obedient and we're loving and we're kind and we're bearing good fruit and we're using all of our gifts and talents that we can for him and we have a good attitude about things and we come to him when we ask for things and the answer is clearly no or we don't get what we want then sometimes we turn our backs on God or we get mad but you know what he sees the whole picture he sees what we don't see so when we don't get what we want he usually has a reason and you may not know that reason ever but usually at least it's worked this way in my life usually I can look back a little ways down the road maybe a couple weeks but sometimes the next day maybe a few weeks maybe a year and I can look back and oh Oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, that I did not get my own way on that because it would have been horrible for me. So now, liking us to vines and trees that bear fruit is significant. That's what he does throughout the whole Bible. It's no small thing. It's something Jesus would have surely known that all cultures throughout all of time could relate to. It's a word picture that we can understand. It's so significant, let me tell you this, that the word fruit is used over 12 thousand times in the old and new testament 12 thousand times he references figs olives grapes pomegranates dates apples i mean the bible is like a big huge fruit salad <laughs> not to mention a bunch of nuts right <laughs> i mean come on god can use any of us to bear fruit even the nutty ones yes here's a disclaimer i am in the nut category as well <laughs> but he used all kinds of people to get his message out in in ways that we think are, are nutty liars thieves prostitutes lepers sick blind rich poor lame doctors lawyers he used the young and the old innocents criminals you name it and they lived their lives after their encounters with holiness working to bear good fruit like we're told to bear good fruit so you know jesus once said in matthew seven sixteen. uh that's matthew chapter 7 verse 16 you will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles and he goes on in verses 17 to 19 to say every healthy tree bears every healthy tree bears good fruit but the diseased tree bears bad fruit a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And he concludes by saying, you will recognize them by their fruits. 
Like I said before, you can call something whatever you want to call it, but in the end, it will never fool God. You can call evil good to try to make yourself feel better. You can call sin something wonderful. Um, you can call manipulation a miracle, but it doesn't fool God. Um, you can call evil good and good evil, but most discerning, God-loving and God-fearing people know the difference between good and evil as well. In fact, it's written in us, and so everyone should know the difference between good and bad and good and evil, but most people choose to ignore it. So God definitely knows the difference. You can stick a label on a thorn bush and call it a healthy fruit-bearing tree, but the thorns give it away, right? If the bush is bearing sharp thorns that hurt people, you aren't going to go pick them, add some sugar to them, and bake them in a pie. Thorns are not apples, and you can't disguise them to be such. And it's the same thing with people. Sometimes we want to ignore the thorns and pretend they don't exist. Out of compassion or denial or attempts not to hurt them or hurt ourselves more, we actually try to convince ourselves that the thorns that they bear might taste good in a pie and that if we tried it, we might get to like it. And then we wouldn't have to cut that tree down or remove it from our garden. We wouldn't have to say, God, please take this tree that doesn't bear fruit or bears bad fruit and burn it, cut it down, break it, get it out of our lives. But sometimes... Sometimes, my friends, that is exactly what we have to do is ask God to do that. So it's time that we look around and start inspecting the produce in the lives of those we decide to congregate with, to worship with, and those who we allow to lead us and of those we call family and friends and of ourselves first and foremost. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. One day when I was at a farmer's market. I was walking up and down the different rows of tables and just a little ways ahead of me for nearly the whole walk was a dad and his daughter. She must have been about four or five years old. Wow, was she full of questions. She was so cute. She wanted to see every little thing that the vendors were selling. It didn't matter if it was corn, potatoes, strawberries, honey, jam. She wanted to sniff it all, touch it all, and look at it all. And her dad was so patient with her. She seemed to be tackling life at that moment the way we all should tackle life as often as possible. She wanted to stop to smell the rosemary <laughs> and the roses and the cilantro and the cantaloupe and the handmade soaps. <laughs> she would ooh and ah over every little thing until, <laughs> until she came to a peach. So her dad picked it up and handed it to her. She grabbed it and stuck it to her nose. And she said, ooh, what is this? And he said, it's a peach, baby. She said, yuck. And just then you could see juice starting to drip from it. And apparently the peach was rotten. She turned it over and the back side of it was like this blackish, mushy looking stuff. And now from one side, you can tell that it was rotten. It looked perfectly fine. It, it was pretty, in fact. It was a perfect color. It was just peachy, by the way. <laughs> but as the rotten juice started to kind of run down her hand, she started screaming and getting upset. Yuck, yuck. Oh, yuck, Daddy. Let it. Take it away. Take it away. I don't want it anymore. And so this little girl, even though seeing how beautiful the fruit looked, she was able to tell from one sniff that it was rotten. Her senses were sharp. The fruit should have been inspected before it was given to her by the farmer and the dad before they actually handed it to her but steps were skipped the assumption was because it looked good it must be good because it presented itself as good 
and and upright and and nice it must be that but aren't we sometimes fooled by that in fruit and in people so you can you can wonder um, you can wander up a tr- to a wander wander. You can wander into a field and go up to a tree that's brimming with beautiful ap- apples, and you can even smell from a distance this wonderful smell of apples that makes you want to drink some cider, right, or have an apple pie. But when you get up closer on closer inspection, then you would be able to tell if the apples are good or not. Are they the right kind to make cider? Are they bitter? and tart or are they the sweet kind that are ready to pick or are they already rotten most of them falling to the ground and infested and brown and mushy because guess what when you go up to an apple tree if there are rotten ones it actually enhances the odor um, and the smell and that wonderful apple smell you can't tell until you get up to one whether or not it's rotten so you can't tell until you inspect the fruit when we bear bad fruit it's just unacceptable like I said earlier, it's rotten. And when a person bears bad fruit in their lives that hurts other people, there are natural consequences to their actions, to their bad fruit. Rotten fruit can't be made unrotten, but a bad branch can be cut off so a new branch will hopefully grow and be healthy and good fruit again. That's the example we've been given. The first pod quote I gave says, In God's garden of grace, even a broken tree can bear fruit. And that is spot on. We can be broken. We can be shattered in a million splinters by other people's actions towards us, toward by hurt and pain, by our own actions, by our own mistakes. But under God's grace and his healing hand, we can grow again. We can branch out and bear good fruit again. But the Bible warns us that the vine that continues to bear, bear bad fruit will be cut back. And if then you... you bear no fruit at all, you're going to be thrown in the fire. Let that sink in a minute because we have time right now to inspect our fruit. What are you producing? Are you producing love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control? That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, by the way. That's in the Bible. Just look it up. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. Or are you producing pain, strife, arguing, lies, selfishness, arguments, manipulating. What happens when we have a congregation full of people who produce bad fruit? Guess what? Well, (laughs) when we're around other people who are doing things they shouldn't and no one's calling them out on it, we all tend to overlook it because we feel uncomfortable about it or it's people that we know and we don't want to hurt their feelings. Um, What that bad fruit looks like tends to get to be the norm. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? People get used to seeing and smelling the bad fruit. They get used to being around something that's rotten. They get used to seeing things that are done that are wrong and hearing about it. And pretty soon, it seems as if that bad fruit isn't so bad. I mean, we get used to the stench, don't we? Think about it in terms of today. Everywhere you look, what used to be not okay is now okay or not so bad because we've gotten used to it. The crime, the violence, the hatred, the meanness, the name calling, the labeling, the, the, this, the overall attitude in society and culture today, making fun of people, being cruel and mean. So one time I lived in a downtown area for a brief time period while we were waiting to get moved into our new house. 
and we had a small rental apartment for about four months. We were on the top floor of a four-story building, and every single morning, the neighbors cooked bacon. No joke. I mean, every single morning. The whole top floor smelled like bacon. Now, I like bacon, but every single morning to smell bacon, and it took hours for it to dissipate because we were on the top floor. <laughs> Not such a bad smell, you know, but every single Sunday, so the same person in the building cooked sauerkraut. Yep, good old pickled cabbage cooked and cooked. Every week the building stunk like cooked sauerkraut from Sunday morning until Monday evening. <laughs> but you know what? We got used to it. After a while, we got used to the building smelling like bacon and sauerkraut. You can get used to almost anything. What are you getting used to in life that you shouldn't be getting used to, though? Is it how you're treated? Is it how you treat other people? Is it lies? Is it manipulation? Is it just being around people who bear bad fruit and you know it's not right and you don't want to call them out on it? And maybe it's not your place to call them out on it, but are you encouraging it by maintaining a relationship with them? Should you be walking away from that? These are things that you have to take to God because I don't have the answer for that. But who are you getting used to being in your life that you shouldn't be, that you shouldn't be around? I could give a long list of things we take in with our eyes or ways that people treat us or things that we do ourselves that we shouldn't be doing. But again, that's between you and God, and I will leave that up to you and God. But I hope you'll pray about it. I hope you'll pray about taking the time soon to inspect the produce in your own life. Take the time to ask God how you can make sure that the fruit you bear is good and that you abide in him, that you stand with him in it knowing that he'll be there with you to help you. He's not, he's not going to have, have you do it alone. And don't forget to keep your discernment sharp so that you can recognize a rotten piece of fruit before it makes you want to scream. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, joining me today for the Woman Inspired Podcast. Be sure and like, follow, share. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a blessed day.